I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to Scam Squad. I'm your host, Patty Teal, here as always with Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. And Vicki, you brought a very special guest on our show today. Can you introduce her? Absolutely. It is my pleasure to introduce her. This is Joyce Ellen Lipman, who was the head of the Area Agency on Aging for Santa Barbara and San Luis Obispo counties for 43 years until her very recent retirement. And during her career, she was a fierce advocate for seniors fighting to improve their lives and increase services to address their many needs. And having worked with her for many years, Patty, I can tell you firsthand that seniors everywhere have benefited enormously from her incredible efforts. In her role as the head of the Area Agency on Aging, she also oversaw HICAP, which we learned about a couple of weeks ago. It's the Health Counseling and Advocacy Program, which counsels people about Medicare. And we had Julie Passat on, who is the program manager of HICAP in San Luis Obispo counties and Santa Barbara counties. As we know, this is the open enrollment season for Medicare, and we are being deluged with TV ads, often featuring well-known celebrities. I am always seeing William Shatner advertising certain things. These celebrities describe how easy it is to sign up for increased Medicare benefits with an Advantage plan. But Patty, I became alarmed when I realized that these ads, which use graphics looking very much like Medicare graphics, are really advertisements for insurance companies. And I just remember talking to Joyce Ellen some years ago when she was in charge of the agency about these plans and the various concerns that she had. So I thought it was really important to have her on the show today to tell us more about these Advantage plans, including what we need to watch out for. So Joyce Ellen, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you and to see you. And I think I'll just start out by asking you to tell us what is the Area Agency on Aging? Well, I first want to thank you for the opportunity to be here and share some information about the Area Agency and Medicare, things that are really not well known, even in the senior community. The Area Agency on Aging is an an agency located everywhere in the nation. And it's designed to try and for each locale community to develop and support programs to meet the needs of senior citizens, not just low-income senior citizens, but all senior citizens. So you'll see that the local area agency on aging, for example, every one of us has an information and referral program. So because we don't do everything, we fund a lot of programs, and there are other programs that come through other funding streams to help seniors. But our goal is to make sure that seniors are safe and secure in their homes in the community. It's an important agency to know or to find when you might be needing or a family member or a neighbor might be needing some help to be safe and secure in their homes. And is this nationwide, Joyce Allen? Yes, every community has one. It could be in city government. It could be in county government. The local one in Santa Barbara and San Luis Obispo counties happens to be a a nonprofit corporation, but um, it can come in any form. 
Okay. And as I mentioned, HICAP is part of the Area Agency on Aging Responsibilities. So first of all, tell us what is an Advantage plan and how is it different from the standard Medicare plan, which is the one that I have? Yes. Medicare, when it first began, is what they call the original or traditional fee-for-service Medicare. It's been extremely popular, extremely successful. I mean, if you look at the data, very, very successful, extending lives, providing health care, et cetera, and et cetera. So it's one of the things created in 1965, very, very successful by all measurements. Been a little bit, you know, people have been concerned about the funding, you know, the funds that are required and the costs. And as you know, that insurance companies are also a very powerful, profitable entity in this country. And they decided to create basically another option. In our community, Medicare Advantage means health maintenance organization or HMO. In some other communities, It might not be just an HMO, it could be a PPO, but it is an alternative to having traditional Medicare. Most people with traditional Medicare supplement, they're called Medigap plans, and they're generally about 10 of them that have different features, different costs, different benefits, and they have been very, very popular. But in the last decade, the federal government, the Medicare entity, has really provided incentives to the insurance industry such that they're able to afford all those ads, perhaps providing additional benefits, just luring seniors outside of traditional Medicare into private companies. So the Medicare program and all of its regulations and protections is not available any longer once you sign up for a Medicare Advantage, which is also called Part C of Medicare plan. And so there is a significant difference. You've basically left the government-funded program and gone to a private insurance company. Now, for some people, that works well for them, and for others, it doesn't. It really depends on your circumstances. Joyce Ellen, that makes it very clear. Basic Medicare, which I have, is government funded. The Advantage plan is run by insurance companies. Exactly. With their profit motive, of course. But that's something that you always have to be aware of. So based on your experience as a beneficiary of Medicare and the stories that you've heard from others, what do you need to be careful about if you sign up for an Advantage plan? There are also high caps everywhere in the country that are designed to help people understand. It doesn't really level the playing field against this barrage of advertisement that less than 5% of Medicare beneficiaries have ever been to a high cap in the country. So it is a constant balanced information out is the goal of the high cap program. Because let's face it, in reality, those ads are not a balanced presentation. And as I said earlier, it does depend on your circumstances. For example, Let's suppose you have a retirement health benefit through your former employer, which many people do, or your union or or whatever. Leaving that to go to an HMO is mostly irreversible. Do people know that when they see these enticements? Not always. It might have been a little bit less expensive than their prior plan, but now they're stuck in an HMO that may not be meeting their needs. For example, it talks about the drug plan that each Medicare Advantage plan has. Typically, it's not as comprehensive as a Part D, which is the prescription drug plan if you're in traditional Medicare. So there are a lot of things. Let's suppose, um, in fact, one of the ads, now that I'm retired, I, I see 
had the TV on as part of the noise sometimes around the house. Well, in California and in many other states, it's called Medicaid. California, it's called Medi-Cal. Medi-Cal has been expanding. So there's been huge expansions in eligibility and services and benefit through the Medi-Cal program in California. So if someone is a low-income person, Medi-Cal may be their best alternative. And if they sign up for an HMO, it can get extremely complicated and perhaps, not always, make their Medi-Cal benefit useless. It's all a matter of trying to get balanced information, unbiased information, or unprejudiced information. Now, why do we need that? The insurance industry is a very powerful, profitable entity, and the federal government makes their profits from Medicare Advantage plans far greater than traditional or original Medicare. But you do find fraud in many, many programs, not just Medicare. But yeah. Medicare tends to be big numbers, you know, lots of money. And, you know, of course, many people like in the social service industry, like myself for decades, would prefer to see that money go to needed services for seniors or anyone in our community rather than the insurance industry. Now, we know these need to make a profit, but these profits are far exceeding what you might imagine. So, Joyce Ellen, these Advantage plans seem to offer benefits that regular Medicare does not. I'm hearing things like vision plans, dental, hearing, gym membership, transportation. What about that? Any pitfalls that we should know about? Well, yes, there are. Um, this is one of the issues that faces the original Medicare program now. The feds have allowed the Medicare Advantage programs to offer these additional benefits. And I use the word offer. That doesn't mean that the person is going to secure those benefits or there aren't intentional delays. Probably the most popular word that a person might hear if you're trying to access that is it requires prior authorization. And just because they offer a vision service or transportation or this does not mean you're going to be able to access it. And the numbers that the federal government produces, how prevalent those are, are not encouraging. Let's, let's, let's say that. So, yes, it may be able to offer them. Whether you can access them, not only in a timely manner, but just access them, is really a difficult task. You can appeal, you know, they can build in delays and et cetera. Prior authorization is just, and step therapy are terms that these companies use to justify their actions. I've heard that, for example, if you do sign up for the dental plan, maybe what that dental plan entails is one visit a year to get your teeth cleaned. It doesn't necessarily mean that every single dental problem that you have is going to be covered. Is that correct? So you're paying some money to really not get much of a benefit in some instances. I would imagine you'd have to really read the fine print on this. You have to read the fine print if you can find it. Just because they tell you that's once a year or something at the other, again, doesn't mean you can access it. And that's probably one of the most difficult things for people to understand. Now, if you are what you would call an early Medicare recipient, 65 years old is the typical age, right? In fact, they're talking about increasing it. So the access issue is not something that you're thinking about. But let's face it, as we get older, we want more access, better access, not less, or limited or restricted access. So 
you know, when you're trying to explain to someone who's 85 years old what prior authorization is or step therapy is, and they may have just joined the HMO maybe four or five years ago, because let's face it, retirement income does not keep up with cost of living, even though there are cost of living increases in Social Security and in some pensions, but not all pensions. I think as we get older, you really start to look at the dollar and cents. And so these Medicare Advantage plans are very attractive. And joining them as a very much older person, you may miss the fine points, you know, that you maybe didn't need the et cetera services when you were younger. There are a lot of issues in joining a Medicare Advantage plan. Well, this prior authorization business, I find a little scary because I know what can happen. You may not get authorized. I know with my Medicare plan, it's easy. I need to go see an orthopedic doctor. I go. I don't have to have any prior authorization. I'm having a back problem. I can go get some therapy for it. No prior authorization. And I know that sometimes you won't get authorized in plans that require prior authorization or your doctor may say to you, well, you need 10 treatments and you don't get authorized for 10 treatments. The insurance company says, no, we're only authorizing five treatments. So if you actually do need the 10 treatments, you get to pay the difference. That scares me about the Advantage plans is this prior authorization because I think there are some real pitfalls here. I would say in the last five years, you begin to see more retired MDs speaking out about the difficulties that they had in their medical practice working with patients who had Medicare Advantage plans because exactly that. For example, not every blood pressure medicine works for everybody. Let's suppose on the Medicare Advantage plan, the one that has been working for you isn't on the formulary or isn't an allowable position. They can appeal, but they have to go through step therapy. So maybe they have to go through two or three different blood pressure medications in order to get to the one that their doctor says has been working for them for you know whatever number of years or whatever. That leads to a lot of frustration, I'm sure. We have to be careful. The least expensive may not be the best. It doesn't guarantee that the most expensive is the best, but certainly you should not be making a decision based on a television ad or someone's calling you. I mean, that just is not the appropriate way to make a decision regarding how to handle your health care. You know, I have met people who thought that in the early years of their retirement, when their health was excellent, they'd be in an HMO, very limited cost, and, and they didn't need much. And that when we need health care, we'll leave that and go to a traditional Medicare. Well, traditional Medicare and HMO and both Medicare Advantage plans are insurance companies. So, you know, if you have pre-existing conditions and you're trying to transition from a Medicare Advantage plan to a traditional Medicare where you would buy a Medigap plan, that could be not as easy as one would hope. Well, that's a real pitfall, I would say, thinking that you can go back and then realizing, no, you can't go back with your pre-existing condition to get that extra insurance policy that you need along with your Medicare. That would be... Yeah, I I didn't... This is so enlightening to me. I actually do have an Advantage plan and I was very happy with it last year, but I didn't really realize that you couldn't change if you wish to at some point. I don't really understand, and maybe Joyce Ellen, you can help with this. Actually, the Advantage plan that I have, it costs no money. I mean, I am in Florida, so maybe something is different here, but it's nothing at all. 
my husband and I each get a card for $500 for the dentist. You know, it's just like a credit card. And then we also have benefits, you know, on top of that. I always wonder, like, how can they afford this? I don't understand. Is it subsidized by the government? It seems odd to me. And I actually do get a lot. Well, I'm glad to hear that your Medicare Advantage plan is working well for you now. And the government pays them tremendous amount of money every month for every older person, Medicare benefit beneficiary who's on their plan. And the thing that the federal government is looking at is they are paying these Medicare Advantage plans more per capita than what someone on original Medicare is costing. So while one would hope that by you know having them join an HMO or a PPO, it would help to reduce the cost of Medicare, it's actually increasing the cost oh, of Medicare mm-hmm. and moving us faster towards the insolvency issue. I see. I won't dispute that Medicare Advantage can be very beneficial for many people. But the way it's being pushed and the way people are enticed to join it is not the balanced information. I agree. It's very confusing. Yes, Mm -hmm. it is. And it sounds like it is paradise for healthcare, And it can't be. I mean, it just can't be because it's an insurance product. You are no longer having all the protections of Medicare. And in fact, the government, Medicare has had to build in protections for the participants in a Medicare Advantage program. I think the basic issue is that the financial incentive for insurance agents is toward pushing people towards Medicare Advantage plans, not necessarily to the client's advantage. And it certainly was a broker that I spoke to, yes, who talked me into it. And it worked out for me, but it was the broker, you know, so obviously he's making some money off of it. Tremendous amount of money is paid by Medicare. And I can't even tell you how much because the last time I heard the dollar figure, I, you know, I just was astounded by the amount of money. As I say, it's more than the traditional Medicare beneficiary cost the federal government. So it's driving us most people are not concerned about the solvency of Medicare. And like as a policy wonk, you know, that's something that concerns me. But I, like Vicki, have Medicare with uh, a plan F, which is the priciest supplemental me- or Medigap plan. But I have to say that I can go to any doctor. I determine, you know, which physical therapist I wanted to go to, how long I wanted to go. Although Medicare puts caps on things, but your doctor can actually raise those caps. You know, you don't wait six months to get an answer. And, you know, I've seen friends who have the Medicare Advantage plan and who have loved it for years, and then they have a need. They want to go to this particular specialist or this drug. They've been denied, and they're going to have to work through the system Mm. to get where they want to go. And it's a decision you make early on. You know, while most of us are still very healthy, we make that decision. And do I like spending all that money on a plant? You know, but my supplement is is paying. I've become ill in the last year. I have a 66% disability rating when I retired. And so, yes, physical therapy, other therapies, all drugs, blah, blah, blah. And I have to admit that except for the small co-pays I have in my prescription drug plan, I don't pay anything. I mean, I do pay that monthly Medigap plan, and I'm happy to because right now I'm benefiting from it significantly. 
Vicki, I shouldn't give a caveat. I'm speaking from my personal experience. Yes, I worked in the for Area Agency on Aging for over 40 years and so saw a lot. But I also see a lot now because people know what I've done for my career and tell me things. And sometimes it just breaks your heart to tell people, well, now that you have a pre-existing condition, it's going to be very difficult. Not impossible. I, I wouldn't say you can't go back to traditional original Medicare with a Medicare plan, but it's not going to be easy to find that company if you've been a heavy user and you were in a Medicare Advantage plan. This is like long-term planning. You know, you're 65, you might live another 20, 25 years or longer. And, you know, you need to think not just what do I need now, but what am I going to need in the future? And the truth is that Medi-Cal changes, Medicare changes, the Medicare Part C, the Medicare Advantage programs change every year. So, you know, you have to be extremely careful. So that brings me to my last question, Joyce Ellen. It seems that there are a lot of Advantage plans to choose from. So for those people who feel like the Advantage plan is right for them, like Patty, is this something that HICAP can help with? Yes. All the HICAPs in the nation, including our, the one locally, um, sits down with people one-on-one, reviews what their desires are, what their health care needs are. We're listening to, to the people who come and we're sharing with them all the options and making sure that they understand if they want to go to Medicare Advantage, what that means and the consequences of that. And if they're trying to decide between which Medicare Advantage plan, what the differences are. And it's a meeting that, you know, it's not uncommon to take at least an hour. And many people come back for a second and third, even though they're taking notes. And even though we're giving them information materials, charts to try and see the differences, they want to make sure that they really understand. Now, you can't do that on December 6th, the day before right. open enrollment yeah. closes. Yeah. In fact, yeah. One of the changes that Medicare made early on was open enrollment used to end December 31st. So Bill Pate, who was the HICAP manager, and I would be there and we would have to stop at noon and say, you have to make a decision. We don't have any counselors left. People have gone to their holiday vacation. So they did change it to December 7th. Well, it's good to know that there is a place other than an insurance company where somebody who really wants an Advantage plan can go to get neutral, disinterested in terms of monetary compensation information and good information. Absolutely. And this is the first time, Joyce Ellen, that I've really understood how different they were, that they were funded differently. I didn't really realize that. I guess I just got on the phone with a broker somehow. Not sure if he called me or I called him and that's what he was selling and it sounded good, but I didn't really understand the bigger picture. In California, there's some biased local resources called HICAP, but it's called by different names in different states. Okay. And so the best thing to do is to call your local area agency on aging because that's the same name throughout the country and tell them you're looking for the Medicare counseling program and they will direct you to the proper place to get unbiased, balanced information. That is a good place to end this. And I think that's excellent advice. So whether you choose the Advantage plan or traditional Medicare, there is that place to go where you can get unbiased advice that covers all of the options. 
So I really want to thank you. I learned so much today, Joyce Ellen. Me I really too. Want to thank you so much for coming on our program and explaining this all to us. I think it's just invaluable. So thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to be here today. It's so nice to see both of you again. And, you know, it's really nice to be helpful. You, you are. are always. Thank, thank you so you. very much. Take care now.